All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, we are back for part two of the Steelers preview. I am Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Joining me is Dave Schofield, that other co-editor, Brian Anthony Davis, the PP, the podcast <laughs> producer. I giggle every time you say that, dude. I'm such a child, and so are you, Jeff. I love it. <laughs> yes, we are. So in the first part, if you're listening in the audio platform, you heard us just at the very end talk about players to watch, and we talked about offense and defense but now we go into the x factor i've always done this as a separate segment because i feel like the x factor is the one player that his performance could hinge on the team's victory or defeat so this could be offense or defense it could also be special teams anyone doesn't matter uh let's go with brian first go ahead wow I think it's Ben Roethlisberger. I think Ben is your X factor. It all comes down to what he can do. And if he is back, I, it's going to be tough to argue that Dave, do you have anyone other than big Ben? Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm going somewhere different and it's, it's got a little bit of explanation with it because it's got to be a Dave answer. I'm going, I'm going with Vince Williams. I'm going with Vince Williams because the first thing they have to be able to do is to shut down Saquon Barkley in the run, you know, don't have to shut him down, but just contain him. The Barkley is the only player for the giants that I feel can make it to where the giants could defeat the Steelers. Otherwise I feel it's just the Steelers not doing enough to win. He's the only thing that really scares me. And that, but that's just me. Maybe I'm naive like that, but the, the explanation I want to have with Vince Williams is also making sure that they're putting him in the right position, which sometimes is going to be on the sidelines and making sure that he's not the guy out there having to cover Saquon Barkley in the passing game to where to where that's not going to be his responsibility and that's where Devin Bush comes in. So it's Vin, it's Vince Williams when he's out there and also Vince Williams when he is in the right role um in in passing situations. I'm going to go with uh, a guy that Brian used as his defensive player to watch as the X factor and it's Devin Bush. Um <laughs> I think there's a good chance he's going to have the green dot on his helmet this year, and he's going to be the communicator. He's that that key hub in the middle there that's going to have to make sure everyone's on the right page and everyone's doing the right thing. That's a lot of responsibility for these two. Uh, you know, the, the, he's such a easy year two linebacker. I mean, he he's going to have a lot on his plate. He he can make or break the defense from. Uh, you talk about Saquon Barkley. I mean, that that's ideally his job and his role to, to stay with him. That's not an easy task. Let's talk about that for a second before we move on to our fantasy focus guys. If the Steelers lose this game, how, how did how do they lose it? I guess that's the question. You know, think about all the different ways that we've seen the Steelers lose these weird and strange games. I have an idea where it typically starts, but Dave, we'll start with you here. What happens if the Steelers are losing this game to the giants? Um, well, some people I know they were liking to say this in the live chats is, you know, the Steelers play down to inferior opponents and things like that. I don't see how you can feel that this is an inferior opponent with in 2020 with no preseason and not really knowing this is just too much of an unknown opponent to take them lightly in that way. In my opinion, if the, if the Steelers don't walk out of, out of there with a victory it's because they just didn't have it all put together yet, in my opinion. And if they don't, it's hard to say if they'll catch up. You know, it, that's what it really comes down to is, are they going to have it 
all together. And I'm mainly thinking more offensively than anything. What about you, Brian? If the Steelers lose this contest in week one, it is because of what? Saquon Barkley runs wild, making life easy for Daniel Jones. Yeah. You're, no, you're right. There's really nothing else to expect. That's exactly what I was going to say. And what I told uh, Ed Valentine when I was on his show today, he said, you know, if he asked me the same question. If the Steelers are to lose this game, what does it look like? I said, well, they turn the ball over and they can't slow down Saquon Barkley. I don't even think Saquon Barkley needs to go off, but if he gets three, four, five yards a clip and they create third and manageables for Daniel Jones, it, it's going to make his life, like you said, Brian, a million times easier. And so for the Steelers, they need to stop Barkley early, get a lead so that they're playing from behind and they can't lean on the run and force them into obvious passing downs. Let's not underscore the value of special teams in this game. Not only Boswell kicking field goals, but also punting. My gosh, we finally have a legitimate punter now. Thank the Lord. Jordan Berry is gone. I said my prayers. He answered my prayers. Um, but we'll see if Colquitt can do the things that Barry couldn't, and that's consistency, pinning teams back deep in their own end. Uh, we'll see. We shall see. Let's hope we don't have to talk about that next week, by the way. Um, but let's go into – let's shift gears a little bit and go to fantasy. Fantasy football, we are all in a FanDuel league together. You are not invited. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> We're in a fan, FanDuel league together where it's daily fantasy football. You are given a salary cap. You pick your team. You have to stay within that salary cap. Guys, who are some Steelers that if you were picking, I guess in this case, because it's a Monday night game, you would have to pick just that game. But if even if it's a regular fantasy league, who are you saying that people, hey, if you have this guy on your roster, you should definitely start him. You can get one, two, whatever. Uh, Brian, we'll start with you. James Conner. I think it's a James Conner night. Really? Okay. Yep. That's it? No one else? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you know what? I'm a, If I'm going to start somebody else, I'm actually starting Saquon Barkley in the league, too. Really? Got, I mean, yeah, he's not going to get he's not going to get crushed. If you have Saquon Barkley on your team, if you it's have not daily him. fantasy, then you'd never not start him. Yeah, in daily fantasy, that. I'm not going to pay fantasy, for him. I don't think I'm 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 touching him there. Just it's not a good matchup. Not a good yeah. matchup. Um, okay. Dave, what about you? My biggest winner is the Steelers defense. I mean, I'm trying yeah. to trade for him in my one non-daily fantasy league right now. Um, because that's, I mean, they are what they are. So that's number one. And honestly, you're, you're going to think I'm going to cop out. I think Chris Bodwell is a good play. I really do. I think, you know, the offense, are they, are they going to be going enough to put it in the touchdown zone every time? <laughs> Um, or, or they're going to have to settle a couple of times for field goals. So I think they'll move the ball. They need to move the ball, hold on to the ball. And if they have a lead and they can move the ball and they just can't finish off drives, then they'll just take the three all the time. I'm going to go with Eric Ebron because That's I think way. that he's actually going to be putting up a lot of points. Yeah, I think he's going to have a lot of yards. I think that Ben is going to have a really strong connection with him as long as he can stay healthy. But guys, are you bold enough? to play Chase Claypool in week one? <laughs> yes. Are you really? You know because why? Claypool's getting all this publicity. I wrote an article. It's going to run tomorrow at seven o'clock. Randy Feetner saying he's going to probably play a lot early on. That's so rare for the Steelers. But are you bold enough to play Claypool? Brian, you say you are. Go ahead. Yeah. You know why? Because he's going to be cheap. Yep. For daily fantasy. And yeah, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to, no, not in my regular league because I don't have them. 
but daily fantasy, that's probably one of my moves. Okay. Dave, you going to give Chase, Chase Claypool a shot? First I'm going to look at who – I don't know what the values are on these guys. I should have looked them up, like what they are on FanDuel right now. Because if you're talking about cheap value for Claypool or Washington or McDonald – you know, or even Ebron because he hasn't, you know, if you get a cheap value on any of those guys, I would grab them as my cheap guys. I really would because, I mean, any any of them, any of them, and then you just spend all your money anywhere else. I mean, if you're talking a regular fantasy and he you, he's sitting on your bench, that's tough to start in week one. But uh, daily fantasy, if you've got to have one of those guys that comes in cheap and you got to throw them in there as so you can spend your money other places. So I think Claypool's a good, a good play there. That's one of those where you look like a genius. If it plays out, if he <laughs> catches a touchdown and has 75 yards and also has maybe some rushing mm-hmm. yards or something like that, you're like, wow, who pulled that out of their hat? But at the same time, if he doesn't really play much and doesn't see like two receptions for five yards, you're like, gosh, that didn't. Do you out. know how many times last year I went with the cheap Steelers receiver and got zero points out of James? Well, last Washington. year, offensively for Pittsburgh, you shouldn't have picked anyone. Might have even been the year before where I've tried to go with James Washington. Oh, he's so cheap. He could he could do something this game and zero. Yeah. I won money off of Raheem Mustard until everybody figured him out. Yeah. And then his value went up. So, you know, you get those guys. I mean, you you listen to you look at some handcuffed guys and you when their value is down, the uh, Giants running back. I don't even know who it was. The backup to Saquon Barkley last year won me some money just because I put him in and he was cheap at the time. Yeah, you're right. Anyone bold enough to play Ben Roethlisberger as their quarterback in week one? Yes. Really? So daily to. fantasy. Day, what? Well, I'm also no, I'm saying of, like I'm I'm not playing Ben in week one. I'll pick I'll pick a million other quarterbacks over him. Not that I don't think he's going to play well. It's just not where the money is, in my opinion. But his um, price isn't as high. His I don't know what his price high. is. We don't family. know yet, but I'm I'm telling you, it's well, not it's not going to be in the Mahomes range. It's not going to be in the ninety one thousand dollar range or ninety one hundred or however they do it. Um, it'll it'll probably be around seven thousand. And he'll be cheaper, and then you could you could pull a guy like that and still not uh, still not get killed. Here, okay, Dave. Here, here you go. When it comes to Ben Roethlisberger, if you're playing the whole weekend, I would not. Meaning, if you're doing like a daily fantasy, but it's not just a day, you're doing Sunday and Monday games combined. No, if you're looking at just Monday's game, and even if it's just both Monday's games, yes. Yeah, I mean, if you if you're in a regular league and you picked up Ben Roethlisberger, you're and he's your guy. You're going to start your guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, if you're in a daily fantasy league, and eh, that's a little bit different. I that's didn't, but I had Mahomes. <laughs> well, yeah, I, he now has I, two I, touchdowns. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I mean, you look at. I this fantasy stuff like the Steelers defense. I think is going to be a must start almost every week and they're going to be expensive, but I think they're going to be worth every penny um, because I think they're going to get a lot of points and takeaways. Still, they're going to get sacks. They're going to keep, they're going to hold a lot. I think they're going to hold a lot of teams to field goals this year. 
hold a lot of teams yeah. to field goals. So let's get into a little bit of predictions here, David. Let's go with the odds. What's the latest odds uh, on this game? All right. The, the latest consensus odds from oddshark.com. It's .com? Yes, yeah, .com. Is the Steelers are six-point favorites, and the over-under is 46. Six point favorites, and you said it's 46. The over under is 46. And for those of you that are watching live, yes, the Chiefs touchdown is under review. It's their second touchdown that's been under review this game. So, all right, let's start with you, Dave. What's your prediction for the game? My, am I giving my score as well? Yeah. My prediction for this game is I predict the Steelers to win, I predict them to cover. And I predict that score to go under because the Steelers are, you know, because they're they're going to have to put up over they're going to have to put up thirty five points in order for them to go over that point total. Because I have them holding the Giants to single digits. I am going with a final score of twenty six to nine. Wow, I would be super pumped if that happens. That's literally one where you're sitting in the second half hey, and kind of sit back in your easy go chair. Go west. Like- I'm just going to keep saying, <laughs> go west. I am the king of wishful thinking. Brian, what about you? What's your prediction? I was about to start singing there. Um, <laughs> 26 to 20 Steelers. Hey. I've already put it in print. So someone copied me. Sorry. Yeah. You said 26 20? Yeah. And when you think 26 the defense points? gives up 20 points. So you think it's a Brian's calling it a push. He yeah, is not saying that they, you know. Well, let me say that our picks that we put on behind the steel curtain.com today, they had it at the Steelers giving five and a half. It was five and a half. So. Yeah. So that's a little different. And Brian took the Steelers. Him. So that's why he's going with six. Gotcha. Um, all right. I can't believe you would think they would give up 20 points, but that's fine. That's your, uh, that's Guys, your it's, it's week one. I'm telling you, this is not Garbage going time. to be, this is not going to be easy. I, I did a I whole think show gonna, on that this morning. I, I, get I know they're going to win this game. But Saquon's going to get his. And and you never know with a turnover, it could happen. So I'm saying 26-20. Okay, I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers winning the game. Shocker. And I think they're going to cover. And I'm going to take the under. I think the final score is going to be Pittsburgh 24, New York Giants 13. Okay, so I think that they do win. They do cover. And that 13 points, I think that might be close. This game to me... If you remember what, Dave? Brian not only took the push on the on the spread, he took the push on the over-under. <laughs> really? <laughs> 26 to 20. <laughs> and I made this prediction this morning because you saw me. You, if you looked at my article, you saw it. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. That's okay. That's okay. I, I think the Steelers, this game is going to remind me a lot of, was it four years ago when they started the season in Washington on Monday Night Football? Wasn't it that? That wasn't that the game where Antonio Brown caught the touchdown and did some hip thrusting and uh, got a penalty for it. Um, That game started off slow. It was kind of sluggish at first. And then I think Ryan Shazier got a, an interception, which kind of turned the tide and they kind of ran away with it. I think that's going to be similar. I think it's gonna be close to start. Um, So there you go, folks. We all think the Steelers win in different fashion, but we'll see where we are after next week. When we're getting ready for the talk about the Broncos, how we did this week. Before we go into trivia, I, I feel like we should spend a little bit of, and we have the time to talk about Ryan Shazier a little bit. Yeah, um, I wanted to make sure we talk about it. You know, in case you are living under a rock, Ryan Shazier officially retired from football. 
finally ending this debate that we've been having with fans since 2017 about will he, won't he, should he, shouldn't he. And I've always taken the same stance all, every time I've had this question asked, and that is if he wants to, let him go. It's his life. And if he wants to try to play, let him try to play. If it motivates him to get better, let him stick, keep that in mind. But, you know, Dave, you actually interviewed him and you asked him yes. this question. So you kind of have a little bit more, a, a better knowledge. But what were your thoughts on listening to Shazier and his, that, that, that press conference was tough. I mean, there were a lot of, he talked about how difficult it was. And then when Tomlin and Vince Williams jump in and then Kevin Colbert jumps in, um, Dave, what are you, what were your thoughts on Chase year and the ending of it all? I saw your tweet, by the way, it was hysterical. I, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, I think that's my most shared tweet I've ever had. So for those of you that are wondering that the tweet was, I, it was one of these quote things. It was my wife in a panic saying what's wrong. And it was me in tears saying Kevin Colbert just said, Ryan Shazier will always be a Pittsburgh Steeler. And I mean, Kevin Colbert was getting, they didn't have one screen. You just all they had him was the audio, and you could hear him getting choked up. You could know that Shazier was choked up. That was tough, but that was one of two choke up moments for me in that interview. And I hope I can get through the other one. The other one was they asked when the, he was asked if he's made any big milestones in progress, and yeah. he said that he tackled his son. That that was something that he hadn't been able to do. That his son ran away from him, and he just, you know, took him down and went to the ground and and tackled him. You know, like a dad would tackle his son, like I've done with both of my boys so many times. Although I have to be careful because I'm enormous and I could really hurt them if I fall on them. <laughs> but when I heard that from Ryan Shazier, that got me because that just showed you that his milestones now are life milestones and family milestones. And that just spoke so much to it. He was a fantastic guy. He was super nice in that interview. If you guys hear the audio, um, there's a, there's a, a disturbance in the middle because his wife brought him lunch and he wanted to make sure that he thanked her for it. Um, he, cause, and that just showed that he was just a regular normal guy. And I got to sit there and actually be video chatting with him. That was probably my the most amazing experience that I've had um, thanks to behind the steel curtain. And he just, he said that, you know, it's always about the guys and it's about his friends. It'll always be there, but there's also going to be other things in life for him. And that was before this announcement. So just, wow. Just what a, what a player, what a person. Um, I don't know that they'll ever retire it, but I don't, I think it's gonna be a long time before you ever see someone wearing number 50 again in black and gold. Agree with that. Brian, what are your thoughts on Chase here? I will never forget. We did the post game show, Tony Defio and myself right after that game. And it was the worst feeling ever. It, worse than any loss, worse than anything to watch him lying on the field and not knowing you knew it was bad. And you look back to, uh, guys like Dennis Bird from the Jets back in the 90s. And you think about it, and it was a devastating feeling. And you're thinking about how young this guy is. And and you saw it in the press conference the other day. All I wanted to do for so long is play football, and it was taken away from me. But like Dave said, he has come to grips with it being taken away from him, and he did it on his own terms because he decided nobody told him he had to do it. He decided it was time to go this time. And he has a great team around him. And that team is the Shazier family, his parents, his kids, his wife, 
and the Steeler family. That was a, a big thank you to the Steeler family. And it was reaffirmed when Kevin Colbert, Mike Tomlin, and Vince Williams were on there. He was so tight with Vince Williams. And I'll never forget Vince Williams crying on the sideline. Oh. Big, burly, mean Vince Williams. The guy that was going to uh, you know, challenge Burfick to a fight on South Beach if he saw him. And um, this guy was reduced to tears. And he was there to support him. And the way he talked on the interview with Dave about who he still talks to. And there was a number of guys that he still talks to. And he is very much a stealer. And he will always be a stealer for us. And I would love to see him on the sidelines again as a linebacker coach, as something. It would be great when COVID clears up where he could come back and be a part of this team. But this is the triumph of the human spirit that this man is walking right now. And he's able to have a family. And he's not confined to a wheelchair because those were great possibilities for Ryan Shazier. And now, even though he's given up the game he loves, he has such a future, a long time on this earth. And that's the only thing that we want as human beings. So this guy's won. He won today by being able to not just retire, but walk away from the game. And I mean, walk. And that's what he's doing. I think that NFL players and professional athletes in general, oftentimes they get pigeonholed into one thing. And Shazier said, you know, I've literally played this game since I was four or five years old. It's all he's known. It got him to the NFL. It got him to Ohio State. I think now he wants to try to see what else is out there. I, I, I literally don't think he's going to come back to football right away. He might do it in a different capacity. Like I already read that he's going to be doing a podcast um, talking about the NFL in general. Um, I think that he's trying to, he wants to get his degree and he's just going to try to see what else is out there. And that's, Hey, more power to you, man. Cause you know that the Steelers will bring him back. All he has to do is pick up a phone and say, can I join your scouting department or can I help be an assistant coach? And they would say, you bet. I mean, Kevin Colbert saying what he said, it, it's second only to Jack Lambert's hall of fame induction speech, you know? I could do it all over again. You better believe I'd be a football player and you better damn well believe I'd be a Pittsburgh Steeler. I mean, you hear that type of stuff. It gives you chills even as a fan. And so Ryan Chazier is a special individual. I would, I would, I, I would never have the opportunity that I can see in the future, but I would love to actually have a conversation with him about what he had to go through mentally to get back to just where he is now. I, I can't even imagine. I literally cannot even imagine. Um, you saw the outpouring of love from his teammates and other players on the NFL on social media. Uh, he was a he was a a motivation for a lot of people, and so I, I think it's good that Shazier went out on his own terms, that he calls it a career, and that he's looking for he's moving on to his life's work, as Chuck Noll would say, whatever that is. And so I know that I'm going to be a fan of Ryan Shazier no matter what he's doing, yeah. no matter where he's coaching. I always wear my Shea Leave shirt with pride, and he will always be a Pittsburgh Steeler. So there you go. Um, I, it's a horrible transition. Shoot me now. But still, uh, let's finish up with some trivia, Dave. What do we have on the trivia side of things? Oh, man, I wish we would have done this sooner. That's all right. We'll do some, <laughs> do some trivia. This is, this is some general NFL trivia. This isn't Pittsburgh Steelers trivia. And it's because of what the Steelers are going up against this week, where they are facing – uh, Saquon Barkley, who is go, coming, starting his third 
third season in the NFL, as he was the number two overall draft pick for the New York Giants in the 2018 draft. He was the he was the I was I went back to look at how, you know do running backs go this high very often, and they do not. I looked at running backs that went either first or second overall in the draft since the merger, and there are 14 of them, and that's all. Barkley was the first one in 12 seasons when they went back to back in 05 and 06. They were players that went uh, number two overall with uh, Ronnie Brown in 05 and Reggie Bush in 06. But what's crazy is there's actually three Penn State running backs that have gone either first or second overall in the draft. Saquon Barkley is one. Who are the other two? Franco Harris. <laughs> This was. Can I, can I go? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, he said Franco Harris. I don't know if you heard him. I did was, say that. Yeah, this was the merger. Merger. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, but this <laughs> the merger. Yeah, that was seventy two. Okay. Um, he was not. He's not on my list. What am I? What's wrong with this? Oh, oh Jeff, boy, Jeff is correct. Trick. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go. I thought with, I was correct there. <laughs> I'll go with you. Are mm-hmm. correct. Um, I'll go with Blair Thomas. Oh, hold on. I, 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 I clicked away. That is correct. In 1990, he was drafted number two overall by the was New York Jets, New York Jets. Larry Johnson. Was he early? Nope. He was. No, he, he was no, 25th he was not, overall. Yeah. Was he? Okay. He was. They he was made round. that trade with Paul for Palomalu. He was involved in that. Okay. He wasn't involved, but the chiefs were. Um, Kajana Carter. Of the Cincinnati Bengals in 1995. That is correct. And I already said Blair Thomas. That's it. With the Jets in 1993. He said it was three. I was going to say, you you said Franco Harris. Where did you think he was drafted? What? When you said Franco Harris, what position? Oh, oh. What are you talking about? Franco was drafted around 13, I guess. Yeah, he was 13. Yeah. Yeah, So he was in the top two. Okay. That's why I'm like, wait, you guys are making me question this. I'm like, (laughs) no, because he was number one. I always thought he was. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So are we missing one? No, that's it. You got all three of them. Because Saquon Barkley was one. Yeah. So the one that was difficult was the one that I didn't know that Brian was going to get was Blair Thomas because he, out of all running backs since the merger taken taken in first or second overall, had the least amount of touchdowns and most pretty much other stats. He didn't even hit double-digit touchdowns for his career um, with the Jets and only played six seasons. But um, this brought me back to memory lane, just to, just to say this, was um, out of everyone listed there, um, who was the number one overall pick running back who you don't think of a number one overall pick? You actually think of him as a seventh round pick. No idea. Number Com- one overall pick running back. That you don't really classify usually as a number one overall pick. You think of him as a seventh round pick. Since the merger. Yeah. How quickly we forget that Bo Jackson was taken number one overall by yeah. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and didn't play because he was the reason that he couldn't play baseball his last year yeah, in Hugh college because they lied to him. And um, so he, he got drafted in the seventh round the next year and then actually played. It was crazy. Absolutely. That's so. 
But yeah, there are not I many running backs that go that high. So Saquon Barkley is, and usually it's either feast or famine for these guys. And uh, so far, Bar- Barkley's having a pretty good year. So he's probably, I don't know about you all, because the Steelers, you know, they got to go up, they got to go against Derrick Henry, League Four, and other ones. I, I think Barkley might be the best running back that they have to face all season. Maybe. They do have Ezekiel Elliott still. That's true too. They had, they got a, they got a lot of running backs. They got a Nick Chubb twice. I mean, yep. Cream Hunt. Of, that's, a, that's a heck of a yep. backfield. Him and Cream Hunt. Yeah. And then they also have to play the Ravens twice. Yeah. Don't forget about Ingram and Dobbins. <laughs> Dobbins. Yeah. And and Lamar. And Lamar. So, all right, guys. Any final words? Anything uh, before we call it a show? Dave, we'll start with you. Anything good for the order? Yeah. Um, I'm I'm keeping up with my wishful thinking with everything going on. I'm really excited about this game Monday. I kind of almost got to forget that it's happening until it until it gets close. So I just don't go crazy and drive my family crazy. But uh, hey, make make sure um, make sure you're ready to go. I Jeff made a really good point. Don't forget that it's that it's a seven ten fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Well, Brian? you know, I'm going to go with Dave's theme of the night. And I'm going to say this about the NFL offseason and the Steelers offseason. I'm just going to say I'll be over you. I know I will. I'll <laughs> pretend my ship's not sinking because I'm the king of wishful thinking. Go Steelers. There you go. Very good. All right. So make sure you follow us on all our podcast platforms. That's Google, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Anchor, Spotify, Pandora, you name it. Wherever you find your podcast, check us out. As well as BehindTheSteelCurtain.com should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And by the way, Dave wants to say something else. Yeah, because I, what I should have said before, there's still time to enter the contest, even though there's a game going. Yeah. Get to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It's one of the top eight articles for a signed Marquise Pouncey football. You can still enter. You just obviously can't pick this game from tonight. Um, we're looking for more entries. Anyone can enter. Just only enter once. Um, tell your Steeler friends to get in there. Get assigned Marquise Pouncey football. All that information is right there on the main page on the front, the two blocks, black blocks. You'll see Marquise Pouncey. When a Marquise Pouncey football is one of those. Make sure you check out Let's Ride, my show tomorrow morning, where I give you a lot of good information in my picks. And then tomorrow evening will be what show, Brian? Tomorrow noon will be the preview, but then we don't have no show. That's right. We don't have any show. No show on YouTube. Just uh, just a break. Womp, womp, womp. But lots okay. of stuff on Saturday. <laughs> That's right. That's Touchdown right. So check under it out. brunch with Tony. And then on Sunday, you're going to get a Steelers pregame. Touchdown under. Yeah. Touchdown under. <laughs> All hey, right. I'm, so so <laughs> tomorrow night, everyone should just be looking for the audio of Jeff's injury report because that'll be out there yes. instead. For Brian and Dave, I'm Jeff. Behind the steel curtain.com. Go there. Enjoy it. We'll see.